0: Welcome podcast patrons to the Leave the Pin In podcast. As always, I'm your host Dan, but our co-host Scott has the night off tonight. So we're going to check in with one of our buddies, a friend of the pod, Mike Creed. And if you remember from a while back, Mike is a web.com tour caddy. He kind of served as my unofficial host at the Savannah Golf Championships when we were down there reporting a few weeks ago. Now, the Web.com Tour has been on a two-week break as of late. So Mike had some time off. We're going to catch up with him and see what he did during his time off, get his takes on the Masters, see if he's a Big Cat fan and if he was as psyched as I was for Tiger winning. And we'll kind of see how he's prepping this week for the Web Tour. Now, the Web is at the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail They're at the Senator Course in Prattsville, Alabama. So, you know, the web hits up a lot of those smaller cities where the PGA Tour does not have a foothold. And it's one of those things that it kind of gives back to the people in those small communities. You know, what I saw two weeks ago at Savannah was an enormous outpouring of support for this championship. And I want to see what the vibe is like in Prattsville, Alabama. I've never been there. I don't know if it's a golf hotbed. I do know of the RTJ Golf Trail. It spans basically all of Alabama. It's something like 24 different sites. There's uh, numerous courses. And this is one of those courses. And the Senator course that they're playing on is actually this Scottish Lynx-style course. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays kind of in the middle of the Deep South. Um, so without any further ado, here's Mike Creed.
1: Absolutely. It depends on
0: the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the co Restitution flagstick. In
1: U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to.
0: All right, folks, and as as promised, we got a friend of the pod here, my buddy Mike Creed, back with us yet again. Mike, how's everything going?
1: Uh, doing real well, sitting uh, down here in Prattville, Alabama. Uh, just come back from dinner, uh, getting ready for you know another week out
0: out on the bus tour. You ever been to Alabama before?
1: Never been to Alabama. Um, only really know Alabama football. Uh, Civil right stuff, you know, back in the day, but that's, those are really the only two references that I have of the state. So, uh, it felt like an eternity to get from the, uh, northern part of the state all the way down to Prattville, uh, considering that Dan and I drove the better part of like 14, 15 hours to get here from, uh, from, from Washington. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're both happy to be here.
0: Now, so this is what are we looking? We're looking at two weeks later, right after the Savannah Golf Championships. Web. Tour had a two week layoff, um, and we're at the Robert Trent Jones Trail Course, the Senator Course. Correct? We're playing.
1: Yeah, the Senator Course.
0: And and that's like this this weird kind of nouveau Scottish Lynx feel to it, right?
1: Yeah, um, I didn't know this, but they actually hosted a web event here from '01 to '05.
0: That um, was that the was that the Web Tour Championship.
1: I'm not sure, um, but they actually did a throwback. I think one of the only guys I think Jason Bone played in this event back then, and Eric Axley. Because I was looking on Twitter earlier, and they the web uh, the web page mentioned those two names. Um, but it certainly has that style of golf course to host the, the tour championship for it. Uh, I'm just not sure if they actually if they actually did it back then.
0: I know they I believe they held the Symmetra Tour event also. I don't know if it's, if it was on the Senator course, but there's three courses at that facility, right? There's like the judge, the legislator, and the senator course.
1: Correct. And they had the women here. Um, and they're actually having them here again this year in September. And um, for me, knowing that I was going to caddy in this event, the first thing I did, and usually what I do, is go on YouTube to see if I can find any sort of, like, drone flyover, like any guys just, like, you know, recording themselves on YouTube to see the actual golf course. And the only thing that I could find is just random random stuff from other guys, like on the legislator and the judge. And they had some highlights from the LPGA uh, when they had it here in the past, but, you know, it was only, you know, approach shots on like two or three holes. So, um, but yeah, you know, it, having, having uh past tournaments here for, for the LPGA and, and the web, um, you know, it shows that it's, it's a capable golf course of, of hosting, um, of hosting, you know, a professional event. I think it, they're playing it from like 7,600 yards this week. So it's definitely, definitely a good test of golf for these guys
0: yeah that's a that's a big course uh actually two thousand one to two thousand five the senator course hosted the web dot com tour championship down there right. in Prattsville, so it's got some history behind it so that's i mean that's pretty cool that it's that it's hosting just a regular web dot com tour event now
1: yeah and it, it's this is uh replacing what was the mexico event back in february um so it's 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 obviously a little bit of a filler, and they, I mean, the course is in great shape. So you know, hats off to to the guys working on it. Does I don't know how much you know advanced notice they had that. Yeah, we're you know we're going to have the web tour roll in here. Uh, probably probably told them in February, so they've had about you know two months to get ready. Uh, but yeah, it's in good shape.
0: Very cool. Now before we get into kind of what's going on in your life, catting on the web tour. Um, Let's go back and just kind of beat a dead horse one more time. Uh, Tell me where you were, what you were doing when Tiger won his 15th major championship at the Masters. Because I have a feeling in a decade from now, it's going to be one of those things where people are going to be like, where were you when Tiger completed his comeback? Where were you for that momentous event? So where were you on Sunday?
1: So, I was up at Baltimore Country Club caddying for some regulars of mine. Um, And the really only reason that I, you know, was working up there is because, you know, these gentlemen are very generous. They're good people. Uh, I wanted, you know, a little bit of extra cash for, you know, the the next couple of events that I'm traveling to. Uh, So, I was on a golf course caddying. um, But, uh, you know, they were all about watching the Masters, too. So, essentially, four guys with their phones out, streaming it, um, you know, handing them the club, giving them the phone back, watching it down the fairway. Um, and then I got into my car with probably four or five holes left. I hopped on CBS and was um, watching it on the drive back, which was about an hour and a half. Um, obviously kind of listening more because, you know, you want to drive safely. Uh, but even in that sense, you know, you can't miss that sort of moment, uh, when, you know, Tiger is, you know, one or two shots behind and then he's tied for the lead and then he's got the lead. So it was just a, it was a tremendous day for him and for, you know, for the golf world. Um, and like you said, it's one of those things where you're going to look, you know, 10 years from now and be like, yeah, you know, where were you? And, um, yeah, it was just incredible. And, you know, the, the, the biggest talking point was, uh, the gum chewing. I don't know if you went over that, but, uh, Dan and I have a little wager of uh, the over-under on Thursday with the number of guys that we spot chewing gum uh, out out here this week. Uh, <laughs> so so we set the number at seven players. I took the over because uh, it seemed like a lot of guys that I follow on Twitter were just talking about it, posting pictures of his bubble gum. Uh, so, you know, hopefully hopefully they brought it with them to Prattville and, and uh, you know, I could pick up a, an extra 10 bucks off of Dan. Um oh. But, yeah, just, just a, 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 a complete, uh, you know, historic day for golf. Um, and it was just, just awesome to be able to, to watch
0: it. I think that's probably a good bet on your part because I feel like as a caddy, you can be very influential and you kind of pass out, you know, packs of gum on the range maybe as a, as a, hey, nice to see you guys again after two weeks. And then you turn to Dan and say, hey, hey, why don't you start counting right now?
1: Yeah, exactly. And the first, one of the first things, uh, when, when my player and I, uh, got to the range today was like, did you bring any gum? And, uh, obviously I didn't have any on me, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep some, uh, I'm gonna keep some gum with me at any, at any time this, uh, this coming week. Uh, I mean, cause I'll probably even be chewing some just, just to have some sort of knockoff effect on that, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, Tiger's amazing at not giving away information, and, like, let's be honest, he's like Bill Belichick a lot of times at press conferences, you know what I mean? He just lies his ass off, and it's hilarious, and, like, as an enormous fan from back in the day, like, I appreciate it so much, someone just keeping stuff close to the vest, and someone asked him, in the postmasters press conference. They said, Tiger, what was with the gum chewing today? And he goes, well, you guys know I lose a ton of weight at these tournaments, so I'm chewing the gum to curb my appetite so I don't, I don't eat much out there. And, like, these guys were, like, so starstruck and just dumbfounded that he just won the Masters. Like, nobody called him on the fact that, like, okay, dude, if you're doing it not to eat, but you always lose weight at tournaments, like, what the hell are you talking about?
1: Yeah. And it's even... Even kind of more coincidental that Phil was chewing it too. Um, it would be interesting to see, you know, what kind of response he gave as well. Because uh, if he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm really hungry at tournament. This is this is you know my alternative." It's like, well, these guys are saying the same thing. The jig is kind of up. You know, something's going on here. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it, it seems to be uh, seems to be um, kind of the talk of a couple guys out here this week that I've kind of overheard conversations about um but you know hopefully we find we find the answer to it at some
0: point yeah i've heard some people within the golf community rumors here and there i don't know how true they are um but just talking about how cbd use is so big on tour for joint pain and and stuff like that and a lot of people have mused that that possibly you know it might have been some CD, cbd infused gum or something along those lines you know Um, Yeah, you you
1: never know.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be very, very interesting, it it quite possibly might just be as simple as, you know what, it it keeps me loose, it keeps me relaxed, takes my mind off things. I mean, baseball players will tell you that all the time. You know, they're always chewing, spitting, dipping seeds, gum, whatever, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's probably even more interesting uh, with with, uh, after all that on Sunday that occurred, how many phone calls his agent got, you know, that evening and Monday morning from, you know, Doubleman and, you know, all those, all those golf, or those dumpers, uh you know, to to see if, if someone can strike a deal somewhere. But, I mean, again, you don't know what he exactly was chewing. So.
0: Yeah, next, um, you know, in the next month he'll have his own monster energy drink. He'll have his own, you know, pack of uh, energy-infused chewing gum and stuff, and he's right back on top of the world again. Yeah, exactly um now are you are you a big tiger fan like from the get-go like is is are you one of the guys where because you're you're a bit younger than me are you one of the guys that you know kind of got into golf because of tiger or were you kind of big into golf first and were like uh well Tiger's has always been part of golf
1: um it's i think it's a bit of both like yeah you know i'm a tiger fan um I can't really, I can't really, I'm not the type that, you know, will hate someone for, um, you know, past circumstances and whatnot. That, that kind of stuff doesn't really matter to me. It's more the fact that, like, this guy is so good at playing this sport. Um, you know, I can overlook certain stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I want to say, Growing up, you know, I was able to, you know, see all his Masters wins and and all the other wins that he had, uh, which was good because, I mean, if I'm like, you know, 17 right now, it's like, you know, those guys didn't really get to experience, you know, the Tiger effect, really. Um, And even like how he mentioned with his kids and stuff. Um, But, yeah, I've always been a big Tiger fan. Um, I remember I used to uh, to play Nike one platinum golf balls because that was the ball that I think he used at one point. Yep and um and yeah you know Nike glove you know i think i had a tiger head cover at some point too so yeah i was always i was i was a big tiger fan and, and will probably be a big tiger fan for for the rest of time um, yeah it was it was just great to see him you know with with that jacket uh after everything that he's been through
0: i've got a Nike VRS TP Pro driver that an assistant pro friend of mine one day um. after Tiger won the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, we played around, and he opened up his trunk. He's like, hey, dude, uh, you need clubs. I'm like, no, I don't need any clubs. Like, I'm fine. He's like, well, you want, like, drivers and stuff? And I was like, no, I, like, I, I don't want any drivers. You're not going to knock the one out of my bag that I have, you know? And he's like, well, look, just take this. I know you're an enormous Tiger Woods fan. <laughs> and I was like, all uh-huh. right. I never hit the thing ever, and... Now, what is this, t- 10, 12 years later, or 13 years later, it's my backup driver. You know, right. it's just one of, the, one of those stupid things. I mean, it's the oldest club in the world. Technology has passed it by tenfold, but I can't get rid of it. Yeah, well,
1: I'm sure the longer you keep holding it, too,
0: I mean, Nike equipment's going to be, like, you know, gold at some point. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Everyone's fiending for a red-headed driver right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. um, So again, yeah, I mean, it it was enormous. You know, I'm sure it meant as much to you as it did to me and, and just millions of people out there. It was just, it was everything. And it's funny that you mentioned talking about like being a 17 year old kid. I see it through my children's eyes now. They only know Tiger as, you know, dad's favorite golfer ever, you know, and that's all dad ever talks about. And when Tiger even birdies a hole like dad's like, Oh, he's back. He's back. I told you he was never leaving. Um, so it was awesome for them to see him win the masters. So now let's get to kind of where you're at, you know, transition from tiger to the next week. Cause golf is a, is a, a rolling circus. You know what I mean? It just moves on to the next week. Um, so you guys are in Alabama and who, who's bag you on this week?
1: Uh so I'm working for Ryan Yip. Uh he's uh from Calgary, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh for the next 3 weeks and we're going to reassess and see where we're at afterwards. Um, I know he's playing the next 6 weeks in a row. So essentially um you know this is like uh this is this is a big week for myself. Uh you know to make a good impression uh on him and um he's a good player he's had success out here um he's in a pretty good situation uh on the on the point standing um and yeah you know just kind of fell on my lap he texted me probably about 10 days ago had had asked uh if i had found a bag yet and i had a couple other options that were a little bit up in the air and um I talked to, uh, I talked to one of the players I've worked for previously that, um, has status, but, but nothing kind of week to week. And, um, you know, he agreed with me that it was a two-hit opportunity to pass up. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, uh, I've seen my own play before and, um, I've heard some good things. I've seen some good things. So. Um you know it's just good to be able to know that you know at least for the next few weeks i'll have I'll have a guaranteed bag and you know we'll, we'll take it from there um but yeah, you know it's it's just uh, like i said it's it's a big week for myself and and just to make a good impression on him.
0: very cool. well, I just gave Ryan Yip that follow on uh Instagram there off of Mike's uh request uh you can also follow Mike real quick for everyone out there credo loop. Um, Mike was it Creole Loop 87 yeah yeah. yeah. And, so- I,
1: and I usually you know, I'll, I'll post a lot of golf related stuff I'll post stuff during the week of each of each tournament I always like to to photoshop or you know photo uh, photo a, uh, a, a picture of the, the trip that I'm taking as far as the mileage and whatnot. Um, so, uh, so yeah you know give me a follow and I'll try to keep some people entertained
0: yeah, definitely. That's Credo Loop eighty-seven, and you know if you can't remember that, we'll tag Mike in the in our Insta story. You know when we drop this pod tonight or early tomorrow morning. Um, so, Mike, give us kind of a rundown. Now, this is a brand new course for you, obviously, uh, for Ryan, but for the whole tour, right? Like this is this wasn't an event last year. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, no, and it was basically a kind of last minute add to the calendar, uh, replacing another event that had to be canceled. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, it's one thing where you've even most courses that have hosted an event the year before, you know, will have the pin sheets from last year that you can kind of throw some. Some hole cutouts down on and just kind of give a perspective of, you know, where those pins were and if some may change. Um, so yeah, I, I think I've only, I think I've seen maybe two or three players mentioned by the web that have played here in the past from that 2001 to 05, uh, era. Uh, but you know, if those guys were playing then, you know, those, those guys are a little bit older. But yeah, this is a brand new course for, I'd say 95% of the field. Um, so, you know, you really don't know what to expect. Um, but, you know, it, it's a great layout. Um, but, yeah, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of guys kind of learning uh, as the week goes with, uh, with the layout and, uh, and you know, where, where the misses are and, and, uh, and where you've got to put the golf ball.
0: So do you think then that practice rounds become even more important on a week like this? Where, you know, guys, like you said, don't have a background on this course. There, there's no previous knowledge to kind of gleam from anywhere. So are guys doing it more of a trial and error during the practice rounds, or are they sending their caddies out to like scout the course and find anyone that they can with local knowledge?
1: Um, it might be a bit of both, but I mean, if, if, if you're serious about your job, you know, as a caddy, if you're walking the golf course. Uh, and not taking anything for granted, you know, even on a Monday, Dan and I got down here, we wanted to walk it, we got here at like 3.30, we were able to walk it before the sun went down, and it's, it's, it's that kind of reassurance for the two of us to be able to come out the next day, and if our player asks, you know, what's this hole do, what's a good line, um, you know, we have that answer for him. However, there's a lot of guys out here. Um, that I think it emailed by I can't remember his name, but he does like something called Decade Golf, and he basically takes a Google Earth screenshot of all the holes and will give like just like a uh, a brief outline of the hole and the you know the you know what the line is off the tee. And you know, Ryan was using that today on some on on some of the holes where um, you can't really see the landing areas off the tee on some of these holes. So, you know you're just hitting it you know in line with these bunkers um or you know off the dog legs either side um so you know it, it's obviously important to walk any golf course and, and get to know it if they play there before but you know yeah especially this week um just having you know one step ahead of uh of anything that's kind of unexpected is is what is what we want to do as caddies
0: have you seen anything? or heard anything from players or other caddies on this course that that might have surprised you? Like, are there any tricky layouts or anything like that? Is is the bunkering, um, you know, confusing or whatnot, or is the course pretty much laid out straight out in front of you?
1: Um, There's a a few dog legs. Um, There's a lot of, like, big mounds where, you know, there's bunkers placed, but off the tee you can really only see the mounds. You can't see, you know, the bunkers. So, um, it's obviously kind of crucial to get the ball started on the right line, um, to not end up in those, those bunkers, um, which there are, there's hundreds out here on this golf course. I think they said there was like 150 out here. Um, so in that, in that sense, it's, um, it's important to, to, to know those to know those landing areas and, and those sight lines off the tee. Um, the greens here are very big, they're very undulated um, which is a good and bad thing because obviously you know if you hit it in the wrong spot, you know with how fast the greens are probably going to be rolling, you know you could hit the front edge and have it you know meander into the middle and then you get this big ridge that throws it you know it could be off the green but then again, there's uh, there's only so many places they can put pins here that you know aren't in ridiculous spots. So you know most caddies do that. They'll throw some discs out where they think the pins are going to be. Um, so you know it, it's just uh, it's just I'd say very um, I would say it's very important for these guys, especially on the greens, to hit a lot of putts um, because you know you could have a putt that you gotta hit sideways to get, you know, up and down, you know, to the front edge of the green. Um so and that's big for us too, because uh, they have uh stack of books this week where, you know, it's basically a green book, which this is the first event that they've been offering those. And uh that certainly helps too. because uh, you can see, you know, all the breaks um on these books. So um, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, but again, you know, you you, you got to kind of go out there and do your homework for, for the, uh, the lay of the land.
0: So do you think with those kind of enormous undulating greens and the fact that there's only so many places they can put the pins, do you think a course like this rewards better putters? Or do you think because there are only so few places to put pin positions that it rewards better iron players? Yeah, is that I think, is that even I a fair question? The,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh I would say it's going to be it's going to be the better ball strikers that I think that that do well this week. Um because you know, if if you're on the green and you know, even if you're a good putter and you're not getting the ball, you know, in a, in a decent proximity, um you know, you could have you could have a handful of three-putts out here if you're not if you're not careful to to where you're, uh, to where you're landing that golf ball, um, but I think the precision in, into the uh, into the greens will will definitely be key for uh, for guys that are going to be you know up up top close to that leaderboard. Um, the wind forecast looks pretty pretty calm for the most part. Um, we're supposed to get some rain Friday morning, so it's going to probably be a little soft into the weekend. So you know, 7,600 yards. Some guys, you know you know probably not might not be getting much roll off the tee uh so again that probably reemphasizes you know good ball striking to to get it in that that close proximity to these uh to these hole locations
0: now i know you've only been down there 2 days or so um but have you seen The community come out in effect like they did at Savannah because like that's one of the things I was most surprised by is how many volunteers that were down there, how many people showed up and showed out to like show off their golf course. Are you getting the same vibe down in Bama or is because I like I don't know that that area at all. Like I know Savannah, you know, I know that whole entire region, but I know nothing about Prattsville, Alabama.
1: Yeah, and, and we don't either. Um, but it's uh it's a public golf course, so you know, that outreach, um, you know, they have volunteers, um like on the driving range and, and helping out, you know, in different areas.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I see you can you can play it for sixty five bucks.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's a great deal because I don't really like paying for golf just because <laughs> you know, I you know, as a as a caddy that's like um, you know, you, you don't expect to pay for golf anywhere, you know, if you're working somewhere, right? but, uh, but yeah, I would have easily dropped a hundred dollars to play here. Um, and, and I'm, I'm probably a little bit cheap, uh, when it comes to paying for golf. Um, so yeah, 60, yeah, $65 is a, is a steal. And, uh, and Dan, Dan thinks it's like $150 track. So that's, that's a, that's a great deal. Um, but it's not. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the number of people, like volunteer-wise, that Savannah had because of how big that membership was with all those courses. Um, it's hard to say uh, what the community will be like in terms of coming out and watching. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people here, but you know, unlike Savannah and really every other tournament I've worked this year, there's no, there's no like grandstand on 18 just because of the lay of the land with, you know, all these kind of rolling hills and whatnot, uh, you probably get a decent view standing up on top of a mound, uh, looking down on some of these holes rather than, you know, kind of sitting around all day. Um, but it also might be a bit of a time factor with if they had enough time to bring all that equipment in and stuff. Um, but we're hoping, you know, for, for a decent turnout. Um, and I, I, I can't remember the last time, you know, the, the Weber, the PGA was, was in Alabama for a tournament. Um, so, you know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be a good, uh, there'll be a good turnout for, for the week. Um, but yeah, completely different. Like there's no house housing this week. So we, we've, uh, we've got a hotel, um, which, which isn't that big of a deal, but you know, you can certainly see the differences, uh, being at certain golf courses. Uh, with a big membership and, and being, you know, private as opposed to public. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, we're hoping for for a good turnout with with the folks here in uh, in Prattville to come out and watch some good golf.
0: Yeah, no, that's very cool. I mean, and, and again, that's like all those behind the scenes things that you don't really think about. You know, if, if this was on the schedule next year, maybe there are grandstands. Maybe there is host housing, you know? Maybe all these things come to fruition when you actually have a year to plan, but when you're throwing it together to replace a February or early season tour event, you know, maybe no, those resources just aren't available to them.
1: Exactly, and I actually think the web put the money down to host this tournament as well because there's there's no there's no, like, there's no sponsor that I know of, you know, it just says RTJ championship at, at Capitol Hill. Uh, so, you know, I, obviously I think the tour has, um, has a duty to make sure that they, they got this ex, this event to replace the one, cause it's obviously a big deal to to guys who, who need the tournament reps for their point standings and, and their order of merit, uh, with, with the reshuffle. Um, So, yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, if if there's a big turnout and and if the tournament comes back here next year, um, we'll just have to wait and see.
0: And uh, and again, this is a week where there's no web coverage on television, correct?
1: Yeah, no, I I don't think there's any coverage until there's a couple um, in the next couple of weeks. I want to say starting in like June. Um, But yeah, no no coverage uh, this week.
0: And then, you know, and obviously, if people are out there and they're looking for places to go, you go to pjtour.com and and, uh, Taryn Gregson hosts a web review show and you can find tons of highlights. You're just not going to be able to veg out in front of the TV and watch three to four hours straight, you know, of the guys playing down at the Senator Course in Bama. Uh, Mike, so I'll get you out of here with this question because, you know, one of my favorite things to do. Is to eat, and you are in the deep south. So, have you had any good barbecue or any good food down there that you can tell us about?
1: Oh, I love it! So, Dan and I—I uh, I think it's called Jim and Mix. We went there last night, and we got a recommendation. It was like seven o'clock. We we're asking uh, one of the guys who works at the at the golf course. You know, where's a good place to eat? He said, you know, boom, straight away, you know. Go get yourself some barbecue. And, uh, yeah, Jim and Nick's uh, was awesome. Uh, They do, like, a meat combo play with some sides. Um, Really, really spacious restaurant. Um, And sandwiches, good desserts. And then we went back tonight as well. So, you know, we're two days in our little barbecue, much like yourself when you're in Savannah. (laughs) Um, So, and it, it seems like the word had gotten out between last night and today. Because we went in there and there was a couple other caddies and a couple other players, you know, just, just kind of munching down. Um, there are, there's, there's a lot of different places to eat around us though, which is nice. Um, and everything's very close to, uh, to where we're staying. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, the barbecue was, was awesome. I think, uh, I had, uh, like beef brisket, uh, like smoked turkey and, uh, a bit of like, Bet a barbecue chicken too, uh, you know, with a bunch of sauces and whatnot. But yeah, it hit the spot after a long day at the golf course.
0: Yeah, I don't doubt. That's my man right there. I mean, that's that's like exactly what I would be ordering. Those are the those are the best places, like those hole in the wall places that you just someone's like, oh my god, yeah, you like you've got to go there.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Dan bet me or was trying to bet me last night that I couldn't I couldn't eat my three three meat meal two sides and then, like, two pieces of pie, which I couldn't put down anyway. So then tonight I did the three meat again with two sides, and I was like, you know, all right, I'll try a piece of pie. And she brought this, like, like small plate size, uh chocolate uh, cream pie, uh, and it was it was awesome. I couldn't I, – I had, like, two bites left. I couldn't eat it all. Um, but uh, but yeah, definitely it definitely hit the spot.
0: You you going to you have to watch Dan and his gambling. It, it's going to get out of control. He's going to he's going to start losing that.
1: Yeah, it, well, it keeps things interesting. It's small wagers, but it's even more funny. Here we are driving from you know the in Northern Virginia and DC and Baltimore. We come all this way down here, and we're paired up for Thursday and Friday in the same group. Uh, are you guys? Are you serious? Yeah, which is like it's is. Just crazy, you know. Um, We, uh, yeah, we're we're teeing off at 7.14 Thursday morning and then in the afternoon on Friday. Uh, But, yeah, it's just funny. And uh, I was talking to Weedy on the range today and and, uh, told him, you know, I'm working for Ryan. And, you know, he was like, oh, you know, can't wait to watch your first date for two days, you know, (laughs) to to, to see what happens. Uh, But uh, it's even... It's even kind of cooler that we're also playing with uh, Sing Moon Bay. Um,
0: oh, that's and, incredible.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and obviously a top notch player lost some status because he had to do his military service.
0: Right. His two um, years for South Korea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, I think towards the end of last year in the playoffs, he won like the second or third last event. Correct. Uh, so, but again, I mean, here's a top notch player. Plenty of tour experience, Uh, so you know I'll definitely be uh, be watching him. uh, You know, hit the golf ball for two days. Uh, So, so that'd be very very cool to to experience.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he the uh, winning money leader on the Web Tour uh, three four years ago?
1: That sounds right. Yeah, sounds right.
0: I'm pretty. I'm Uh, pretty sure. But
1: yeah and and again I, I mean I don't know many guys out on the web tour that have played on the President's Cup team either so you know it uh it'll it'll just be a couple of cool days to to, to watch to watch him and, and and see what he does
0: Yeah I mean that's very neat I mean uh, you know honestly we might have to have both of you guys back on you know what I mean that's uh this could turn into quite a week
1: yeah, well, and it's a huge week for a lot of these guys because this is the last event before they reshuffle, um, the order of merit. So, for instance, this is the eighth event of the season. Uh, guys who like went through Q school and finished, you know, I think it's like 15th or like 40th got eight guaranteed starts. So, um, if those guys, you know, haven't played that great, uh, up until now, like they need to, they need to seriously have a good week. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's back to kind of Monday qualifying, um, and kind of grinding it out to to get back out here. Um, so again, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's just a crazy world out here. Um, that, you know, I, I don't, I don't, even before coming out here, I had no idea about that stuff. It's like, you know, you see the same names every week. You're assuming that these guys are out here the whole year, but it's definitely not the case. Um, so, yeah, everyone's kind of just fighting to to shoot as low as they can.
0: Yeah, it's uh, definitely a doggy dog world out there. Uh, just to get back to Sang Moon, he was actually the Japan Tours winning money leader. He did win a web event which was the Albertson Boise Open Uh, but he's got two PGA Tour wins he won the Byron Nelson Championship in 13 and the Fries.com Open in 2014 before it became part of that wraparound season Yeah,
1: which again I mean it just shows how how good some of these guys are that you know in his case had to do what he had to do you know he doesn't really have the status that he had uh, before he left and he's basically kind of I don't know if he's out here for reps this week, if he's playing, you know, next week, but uh but yeah, any any given week these guys can can get some reps in uh is is crucial for uh for those guys out on the big tour.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. And and for you and Dan, I mean, just uh, an amazing experience and I'm sure it's always just fun as hell to to be paired up with your buddy that week, you know.
1: Oh yeah, cuz I mean, you know, some guy some some caddies you know, if they don't know you, they may not say you know five words to you. You know, they're in Thursday Friday, um, so it'll it'll be kind of it'll be kind of cool to kind of egg each other on and, and uh, you know throw some fist bumps around or make it birdies. Um. So so yeah, you know it's it's it'll be interesting to uh, to see what happens. Maybe we'll throw some more wagers out there. Uh, you know, during the course of play for the first two rounds. Um. And just kind of keep things interesting.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. Um, All right, Mike, so anything to plug it all before we uh, wrap it up and get out of here?
1: Yeah, so, of course, you know, Fade Golf. um, We got Weedy rocking uh, a Fade Golf hat this week.
0: I saw that on Uh, Instagram. Fade Golf just posted it.
1: Yeah, really good look on it. Dan's got the big staff bag this week. He put the Indiana bag, uh, you know, back back in storage. Um, And then... uh, we had a nice little uh, photo from Chris at Fake Golf uh, with some brand new hats. I think there's five different colors uh, that he posted up, uh, and uh, within you know a, a split second, take of them, uh, it, Dan and I were like, "Boom! We want this color, or that color." Uh, they got they got like a black on black. Like yes. A murdered that, out one. Yes, that the, the murdered out yellow. black
0: on black one is sick.
1: Yeah. Uh, the camo, they got the red hat. With, I think it's blue or black, uh, coloring. They got the white and red. Uh, so yeah, just, yeah, just very, very cool selection, uh, top notch stuff. So if you haven't checked it out, be sure, be sure to get over to, uh, to the website and, and, uh, and, uh, buy some stuff. I know they do some great deals on, uh, on like free shipping and discounts. So, uh, so definitely give, give them a look.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, and that's FadeGolfAndStuff.com. Find them on Instagram at fadegolf, and again follow our boy friend of the pod Mike Creed on Instagram at credo loop eighty um, seven. You can always follow us at leave the pin and on Twitter at leave underscore the underscore pin. All right, Mike. Well, again, cannot thank you enough, brother, for coming on.
1: I yeah, appreciate it. Thanks again, um, and you know, hopefully we have a good week and. And we'll catch up, uh, catch up down the road and hopefully have some good stories
0: to tell you. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully it works out where in BAM we go into a two-man playoff between uh, Ryan and Steve. Yeah, that'd
1: be absolutely epic. That might even match Masters Sunday.
0: Uh, you know what? In, in my world, it might be just under Tiger's win.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a good one. Thanks,
1: you too.
0: All right, bye.